woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World Welcome to Worldwalkers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. As the group journeyed further into the world of fables, stories attempted to pull them off the path, the passage that protects travelers from random narratives. All but ten were successful in avoiding these temptations. Now, the group must decide whether they should follow ten or move on without her. That is, if they have a choice. So at the end of the last game, you guys had faced a series of challenges to pull you off of what is known as capital T, the capital P path, the path. Um, and all of you successfully avoided it, except for Megan, who uh, <laughs> at the end of the game um, started hearing whispers of a familiar voice that she's hoping is someone near and dear to her that she misses. And she started wandering off the path. And it seemed like people were like, yeah, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> this is normally the part where everyone's like, hey, no, no, you can't do that. You guys kind of look off and you notice, you, you had noticed that Tin was wandering off towards the forest, hearing something the rest of you aren't quite hearing. And you hadn't realized how close Tin was to the edge of the forest. As she walks past the trees, a howling wind erupts from deep within. Suddenly, tendrils of fog blast forth, quickly surrounding you. The fog threatens to separate you if you don't act quickly. Um. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Separate. The, fog is, the fog is trying to separate us. Yeah, yeah. Um, like us from each other, or us from tin. As you in, in the in the heat of the moment, if I may, um, you're not sure. It's just huddle. <laughs> yeah, the huddle. opposite of scatter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the anti-scatter. Tin is off at a distance. So, um, despite just for the sake of like minimizing losses, Bossy immediately turns around to try to like make sure that she gets a hold on Tompkins especially and also anybody who's near her mm -hmm. yep. yeah Tompkins jumps up for your hand um, no, 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 I'll just grab the shirt, grab the shirt. <laughs> he misses <laughs> he's just like oh, no, okay that's cool too uh, the rest of you how are you trying to secure your uh, spot in the team what is, is this fog like buffeting us buffeting us like why is it how is it oh it's buffeting, buffeting. yeah it's like slamming into <laughs> you and trying to separate all of you oh okay I'm yelling huddle over and over again. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, extend my arms, except they're not really extendable, but, like, trying to, like, kind of grab everyone close as possible. Yep, yep. So you all yeah. grab onto each other, and you, you huddle up, as it were, and <clears throat> just as quickly as the fog rushed in, it separates. And though it's still nighttime, you don't recognize where you are. You're firmly on the path but the location that you're in does not look familiar. Oh, shit. Do we know if, like, we're farther north or farther south? Or Tompkins is looking around trying to figure that out, actually. What do you What do you think, Tompkins? What are you thinking? Where are we? And he looks around and he says, we're, we're farther west. We're farther down the... We're actually... It moved us away from it. Away from what? I don't know. That fog, like, as soon as we went for 10... It moved us, like, further down the path. We're, like, 
a day away. From what? From ten. What? And then Vasa just kind of curses. Oh my god. Oh no. And Tompkins kind of looks down. He's like, this is, just like I said, this is how it starts. It took first Brummelstone, now ten. Okay. We are tying ropes to each other for the rest of this trip. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Not, like, no even joke. So I take out one of my 50-foot hempen ropes and just tie leashes to everyone and then all of them kind of converge to me because i'm i guess i'm like the heaviest one so if you guys are blown away like if i'm getting blown away you guys are like long gone are the Uh, rest of you allowing him to tether you absolutely i am yes vasa's not gonna let herself get tethered because she's a free spirit you can't keep her down (laughs) but um she will hold on to she will hold on to the rope yeah. Tompkins is finishing tying it up around his waist, like, real proud, like, <laughs> boom. Nice job, Tompkins. Right? Tompkins, uh, yeah. you said that this is how it happens. First Brummelstone, then Tin. Uh, I just wanted to clarify, Relanus is the land of stories. We're not in a scary story, are we? Where we get picked off one by one? I had not considered that. <laughs> He ties the rope tighter. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I didn't consider what kind of stories we could be in. As well. God, I'm just trying to locate the genre. Is all. Oh, um, he's, if, he tries to sit down, but he just kind of like goes halfway down because he's tied up. And he was like too far away from Roberto. <laughs> I think. I think the fact that we've tied ourselves together is sufficiently. Uh, Far enough from the cliches of the scary stories told on Cog that we're probably still safe. Probably everyone's just going to undergo character development, right? There's no need for scary things to start happening. I th- I think the ropes have defeated whatever's coming at us. Oh, that's very good. Don't indeed. say don't say something like that, Tompkins. It Why? For poor, <laughs> it makes for a poor poor turn to the story. We should just get going. Let's go. We waste enough time. All right. Tin will catch up to us if that's what the story is meant to be. If. And then he kind of wanders forward, kind of nervous. Yeah, you guys. Um. Well, he stops. He says, "So we're not gonna go back, right?" No, I don't, I don't want to abandon Tin. Maybe we should go back for her. The world literally moved us a day away from her forward. I don't imagine it would let us so easily turn back. No, it's merely an obstacle, one that we must overcome in a brilliant narrative way. I would imagine it'd make for a better narrative if we ultimately reunited at the opportune moment right before the final conflict. You make a good point. Recall that abandoning people is kind of a sore spot for me right now. <laughs> I will take th- I will take this one, Grandmother. I have faith in Tin. She is strong, and she will make it. We will see her again. We're putting our faith in the power of story to bring us together at the moment we need it most. That sounds good to me, as long as we huddle as much as possible. Tompkins brings it in. He gets closer to you. Roberto has been leaving some kind of track. He's been gouging stuff into the path just in case Brummelstone will see them. He doesn't know if it's going to work, because he, he the, but he is doing his best. You continue following the path as it leads you west. Two more weeks pass before Tompkins informs you 
that it's here you must leave the safety of the path. You finally get to a point where the, the path starts to curve north, and he stops before that and shakes his head because you're going to have to officially leave the path if you want to continue on your journey in the most direct route. I mean, we don't really have a choice now, do we? And Tompkins says at some point we knew we'd have to leave the path. This was always part of the plan. Yeah. So you're all in? Let's do it. I mean, we're all we're all tied together, and I we want to look <laughs> yeah. very. As long as one of you is in, I guess the rest of you are, except for Vasa. <laughs> all of Vasa. us look at Vasa. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should, at this point in the path where we're planning to disembark, I feel like we should leave some sort of sign or marker for those behind us or ahead of us that this is where we stepped off. Tompkins is trying to think of what he could leave behind. What do you guys think? Is there um is is the is the path surrounded by trees or anything or Nope, it's all clear. It's plains. What if we mow the grass in a shape that spells out something like Kin, Brummelstone, we went this way. Uh Vasa will be like, um, grandmother, tear me a page of your exfoliation book. You get using salt scrubs to <laughs> minimize blackheads, part three. All right. <laughs> part so, three. Um, Vasa takes <laughs> complicated. The deep Vasa, um, she. So I feel like thieves' tools are they all essential for the picklocking? Do they all need to be? You know what? Fine, whatever. Vasa takes one of her non-magical daggers, walks to the edge of the path where they're planning to disembark, and stakes the exfoliation page off the side of the path, like right in, kind of like right there. You leave that behind, and you feel pretty confident that uh, it's going to help you guys in some way. And Tompkins is ready. Wait, 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 wait. He turns okay. around. We need to think carefully at this juncture. If there's anything we're going to regret not saying right now from a story perspective, like, is there anything we should set up right now? I'm worried we're never going to find our friends again. You worry about everything, Tom. Hmm. That's good. Okay, that's good. That's that's like a a very clear conflict that needs to be resolved. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried that my guilt about abandoning a sentient bear to life forever in forest hell will haunt me forever. Um, uh, what about what about you, Roberto? What are your fears? I'm afraid I won't see my brother again. That's why I've been hoping he'll pick up our trail. Um, and yeah, tend to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, be the, could be the token forge but we'll see <laughs> yes my time to shine no. <laughs> um yeah no oh. i'm worried about our part our friends at that I, at that note i actually take one of my arrows and i stick it straight into the ground put it in the ground and i kind of point in the direction that we're going with the arrow and when you do there's like this little like like it feels like forceful like you put the arrow in the dirt and it's like a little like a bit of dirt kind of flies like poof, and it feels very firm in there very uh dramatic almost nice thanks Rolanis. <laughs> and i fist bump the ground 
<laughs> Vasa, is there anything you're thinking about as we go into the path? Yes, I'm afraid of wasting time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> One more thing to waste time with. Let's all say something to each other that can come back later in a different context, like battle, but seem really cool. So, so Vasa, I've always got your back. Remember that. And then, like, I'll save you in a future battle, and I'll say I've always got your back. Like, somebody will be about to stab you in the back. Um, Roberto, you say something like that. Um, or it'll be I always have your back. I was mine. Oh, sorry. It's good. good job. Good job. Sounds oh. just like it. Great job. <laughs> I okay. Uh, Vasa, what about you? Not original. Tompkins. Um, I'm sure glad we have enough healing crystals. Tompkins, <laughs> if you waste healing crystals, I will know, put I'm you saying, in like, the so then, like, and when... you will earn back every single goal that you waste. No, I'm saying that like, because that way, like, when we use a healing crystal, we're like, wow, sure glad we had one last one left. There is nothing close. To one left, Tompkins. No, but like, Tompkins. oh, I mean, what was it? Like, I, I'm so glad we have so many. <laughs> and then I'll be like, very fulfilling. Because we'll have so many. Tompkins, I want the death glaze to be in my eyes before you use a crystal, okay? The death glaze, like a donut? <laughs> we should get going. We are wasting time. I picked a new one. My new gaze. phrase is in Oh. Sure, sure. I got you. And elephant never forgets. Okay, let's go. That's my new phrase. An elephant never forgets. I just said that to you right. in a context elephant, that's not battle. I like that Elephant phrase never too. forgets. I have your back too. I'm sure glad we have so many healing crystals. And then what's yours, Vasa? Vasa just like steps off the path and starts going. <laughs> she just walks. She's, she's, dr- she's like pulling on the rope too. Like she still has the rope, but she's like yanking it, <laughs> trying to try to pull the group behind her. All right, we're going. You wander off the path and into the plains for another week before they give way to marshlands. Before you know it, you find yourself on the edge of a thick swamp. Dark, foreboding trees grow high while their branches hang low like loose rope, almost reaching into the murky waters below. Reeds protrude from the thick porridge-like ground, but offer no insight as to what's safe and what's dangerous to travel through. And uh, Tompkins kind of tightens his rope a little bit. He's like, all right, let's go. Where? Into the swamp. Just through the muck? Uh, Roberto, does your ranger... Does your ranger skills lend any guidance about how to cross this? I mean, I can try, but it's not, it's, it's, it's I guess it's different from a forest, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, I can try. Let's see. And I, Roberto lifts his arms and kind of reaches out to the environment and, and like, feels for something. I just imagine like Roberto standing for just like holding his he's arms like, open to the swamp. He's just like, swamp, talk to me, swamp. You watch Roberto uh, raise his uh, hands to the sky and kind of just reach out, kind of like 
give me a sign, <laughs> you know. And um, to him, he's waiting for the moment to hit. But for the rest of you, all you can see is a couple mosquitoes swarm and gain no sustenance from him. Um, and at this point, Ertlebe, uh, uh, you can roll a nature check on this. Oh, I'm great at nature. <laughs> Let's see my nature. My nature. I'm a natural at nature. <laughs> I got a 22. So there is something that you do note of this, is that it is true that when he walked into a forest, when you both walked into a forest, the forest came alive and responded to you. But you're in a natural environment, but it doesn't seem to welcome you. But there's no... like your na- I mean, you, well, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, you're... There's no reason why the land would only be alive in forest, as far as you can tell here. You know what I'm saying? Like, the forest had a spirit. Mm. So, you know, does the swamp not have a spirit, or does it have a spirit, and it's and like, this is the response? It's like your ex-girlfriend or something. You know, like, <laughs> I, like I, I went and go, went to, like, commune with another forest, and this old forest got, like, really mean and really... Salty, so it slowly <laughs> turned from a forest into a swamp. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really bad. Like, I'm that like, was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like gonna characterize I just like my Borto has issues. <laughs> like, it's like, ah, contest a oh. swamp. <laughs> oh, I haven't spoken this swamp in a while. <laughs> God, I hear these bagpipes all night. <laughs> Erdlebe would, would reach out again and say, spirit of the swamp. And maybe she would, like, emote this um, mm-hmm. rather than saying out loud. I have known the spirits of other forests in this land. We've played games and become close and had many adventures. Are you there? Will you talk to me as they did? You can roll insight or nature, and you'll get a different result depending on which one you roll. All right. I already did nature, so I'm going to try some insight. Insight. I am plus two. What's your wisdom? My wisdom is plus two. Oh. I thought you had a higher wisdom. Sorry. Because wisdom's your primary stat. Oh, man. It maybe should be. <laughs> uh, all right well here we like we will address this no. after the game for purposes of this game i am not very wise doesn't matter though because i just got a 21 nice there's no response but you feel that that might be a response and then you slap a mosquito off of you are these mosquitoes like the equivalent of the light fairy things that hung out with me in the other other forest? Is that what's going on, Swamp? Is that no? I think I think there are some think, parallels to be drawn blood, here, Grandma. I in, think when the Relanis like story <laughs> majors who go who major in story at Rodlana's college, analyze this story. They'll be like, wow, look at the duality between the light, like flying things in the nice forest and the mosquitoes in the rude forest. Wow, gonna write a dissertation about this. Gonna become a doctor of stories. And 
and I called it here first. It's very transparent. It is, it is. Anyway, Ertlebee is going to be like rude, um, <laughs> but she's going to keep that to herself. She's not going to emote that. They're starting to eat up Tompkins. Like Tompkins is like, oh no. Here, 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 here. Like reaches down, scoops up some of the swamp muck, and like kind of smooths it over the like exposed skin of Tompkins' arms. <gasps> you got me dirty. Tompkins, <laughs> they're leaving you alone, aren't they? Huh. Let's go, let's go. No, I and just Vasa figured they would like, drink mud if they live here. Vasa like not. rubs some on her own exposed skin on her arms and stuff, and she just like says, let's go. I never thought to do this. Roboto sees everyone doing it and also rubs mud on himself. <laughs> As you turn around, you see like Tompkins has it on his face now too. He's like ready to go. Roboto and Tompkins are too pure for this world. I like how it's like the two purest boys and then the two meanest ladies. <laughs> That's the team: pure boys and mean girls. <laughs> I like it. We'll rename it. We'll rename the team. <laughs> Can can Vasa really quickly look around for some sort of walking stick? Mm, yeah, yeah, you could find something. There's a um, one of the trees nearby. You could probably break off a branch. Yeah, Vasa goes and breaks off. Um, she asks for Roberto's help to break off uh, walking sticks for everybody. Yes, I do that. All right, and then uh, passive perceptions from everybody. I'm a twelve. Mine is very low. It's eleven. Eleven. Okay, so eleven, twelve, and eighteen. Eighteen. Shit. The herd yeah, only needs one person looking out for it. <laughs> Just pulling the rope, Vasa. Although you did not get like any kind of, I guess, a spiritual outreach regarding the swamp, your natural knowledge regarding nature would inform you that um, swamps are particularly dangerous because there's no intuition or base knowledge about swamp lands that allows you to navigate it safely. Okay. What that means is that um, unless you've been in the swamp and you've mapped or tracked out the swamp, you got nothing. Oh, great. Yeah, so you can't do a check to go like, ah, this piece of land's the best. Like, mm -hmm. we won't have any... Um, any gaps going this way there's no way to know like that's why in real life there are swamp guides because they're the ones that know where dangerous areas are okay yeah so you navigate uh, your way through the swamp yes uh all can, can vasa be partially taking the lead and she's gonna like test the ground in front of her with her long stick to see if it like sinks in or stuff that's smart if you guys take your time and you let vasa poke around Mm -hmm. You'll be. It'll take a lot longer, but you'll be able to avoid all the pitfalls that I may or may not have stated out. It's up to you. Seems like a pretty tough decision there. I don't know. <laughs> um, Vasa is such a Aragorn. I love her. Vasa, lead the oh, way. Oh yeah, I never would have. Well, like lot, like logically speaking, like we've already, like we were told. That if we took the slow, boring way and went like south to the harbor, it would take oh no, two months or something to do it. We've already been on the road like weeks in this past thing, so I smell bullshittery on like the actual time it takes to do anything. So yeah, I'm gonna stake <laughs> my little way through that swamp, and I'm gonna take my sweet old time about it. <laughs> All right. I love your the way your 
like animated that. You're just like like angrily stopping. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you do navigate the way. Now I need a survival check to see if you're gonna go the right way. Oh, guess who's the best at surviving ever? Ertlebee. Let's see what she gets here. She gets a uh, eight. Um, but <laughs> she's lucky. <laughs> let's try this again all right that's more like a 24 all right so you're leading the way or vasa side by side side by side yep (laughs) it's like ertlebee's on my shoulders yes yeah i'm on her she's like like boom 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 but i'm like on her shoulders watch out for that (laughs) (laughs) that shadow looks weird what's going on with that Moss. No, it's mostly it's just um Ertlebee is going to help you keep the uh cardinal direction of your choice in front of you. That's like what I the said. survival's for, yeah, yeah. I'm like Vasa, that's north. That's still north. North is still over there. <laughs> yep, north. It's there. <laughs> this is like those old racing game arcades where it's like, you're going off track. Turn around. <laughs> I like you're going I the like wrong pick way. Her up. If I if I like, go the wrong way, I want Vasa. I mean, I want Ertlebee to show up in the little like um, turtle cloud little of cloud. Mario Kart and be <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> wrong way, wrong way. That's right. exactly what I do. <laughs> All right, so you continue navigating forward. You're about an hour's uh, worth into the swamp, and you have experienced a number of dangerous spots, Vasa. Like without that stick you would have had to have made some pretty dangerous checks, to be honest with you. But you've kept the group completely safe so far. And you get further and further into the swamp. And while the rest of the group is getting kind of relaxed, letting you lead, your senses, your perception, if you will, is um, ever reaching out, trying to keep the group safe. And you start hearing a new noise as you come into an area. You start hearing bubbling Vasa kind holds of up her hand all stop around you yep stop the group Tomka's like what's up I think there's something beneath the surface I hear bubbling Tomkin starts to crawl up Roberto <laughs> Roberto doesn't notice <laughs> um, I still can't you, feel <laughs> when you say that Vasa hears it all around does that mean like even the way we came Oh, uh, not exactly behind you, no, but like kind of left, right, and straight, and she like. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, yeah, and then yeah, Vasa would relay this to the team, and she's like, "It's a here bubbling from the surface uh, in the path ahead of us." Tompkins, what's in this swamp? Oh my gosh, um, oh, like alligators and bats and mosquitoes and like oozes and like this really wicked and as he's starting to describe this really wicked creature like really like like almost like a hairy alligator the um the bubbles start to form up and form into this kind of like gooey like it's almost like the swamp is coming alive in three different areas or in two different areas and it's kind of bubbling, but it very much looks like this kind of two mounds of ooze coming to life. And he's like, it's got this long snout and these teeth that kind of hang from it. And the teeth, and he has noticed like these giant oozes forming out of the uh, water. And he's like, and the teeth kind of like dangle. Like, I I think they could like throw them at you. It's really Lasa, freaky. Uh, and then clamps like, her head down on okay, sweet his head. Though. They always have and turns his head to look at the two mounds. 
Is it that? No, that's not. And those are oozes. What, what do they do? Are and they he's hostile? he's terrified. He's just like he's. Well, you think, no, those are oozes. Are they hostile? They're starting to move towards you. Oh, Let's everyone roll initiative. Oh, oh my god. Tomkins, how do we fight them? And he's like, um, I don't know. We just use rafts here. I got a thirteen. Uh, do we add right. anything to initiative? I don't think so, right? Yeah, it's your dex bonus. Dex. Oh. oh. I got it. <laughs> higher than 13 number. <laughs> I got a, I got a 20, not a natural 20, but a 20. I got a 9. I got a 17. <laughs> Have you not been adding your dexterity this whole time? I I, for, I think I usually remember. I think okay, I usually okay, remind us. I got scared. Um, Roberto? 9. Alright, so yeah, without Vasa's um, perception, without her noticing, there's a chance these things might have come right up on you and just pulled you under. Jesus. <laughs> It's hard to tell. Uh, speaking of Vasa, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to use my cunning action to um, l- use my tinderbox to light one of my arrows, and I'm going to shoot that arrow at one of the uh, law things. One of the oozes. Am I still on your shoulders? Shake the shoulders! Shake the shoulders! <laughs> just, just shake, shake her off! I'm going to assume ah! you climb down, otherwise I, I don't want to give uh, Vasa a disadvantage. I'm... She like immediately shakes me off and I fall yeah, into the like, mud. Yeah. You fire off the arrow and you watch as it hits the ooze and just puts it, goes right out. It looks like it's completely immune to fire. Shit. I thought that maybe swamp gases would be flammable or something. Right. And Vasa turns out she's like, they're immune to fire! <laughs> and Tom's like, I don't have fire! And he's, he's still freaking out. Or it'll be. Uh, Hurdle B got knocked off of Vasa's shoulders and fell in the mud um, of the swamp and is submerged. And she's going to um, pull her hat under with her and move towards... How far are the oozes? <laughs> how like, far are the oozes? About 60 feet on either side of you. How many of them are there? Two. Two, okay. Okay, she's going to move towards them while pretending to be an ooze. Like, she's literally, gonna be like, this is literally the most terrifying course of action she could have chosen out of all her courses of action. All right, so yeah. So she's got like her, like, she's like got her hat covered in, like it's like slightly above the, the mud line, um, but it's covered in mud. And so it's just this blob that's like above the ground. And she's like, are you, are you double moving them. or are you just moving? I'm just moving. Okay. So I'm closer now. I'm like So you're feet 15 away. feet away. I mean, uh, you're 15. You moved 15 feet. It's difficult to rain in the swamp. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah, that's fine. Isn't Ertl uh, she... still tied to the group? Yep. So for now, <laughs> she's actually she's probably at the end of a rope, literally, um, because 50 feet of rope divided amongst four other oh, people. Yeah. You're probably at the end of your rope in the swamp. Don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Is, is, um... Has, have they heard that oozes communicate? Slash, she knows a lot about nature. Would she know anything about how oozes talk? Yeah, these are not natural. Like, oh. <laughs> all right. Um, Could have used anybody with magic. Anybody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so I guess, I guess her plan was originally to get <laughs> for what to it's them. worth. For what it's worth, I promise. This was the adventure after Tin's adventure. I thought you were all going after her. Oh! <laughs> so just so you know. Oh, shit! 
<laughs> You're playing in the future. I thought, um, Baz, I thought that she wanted to have a side adventure or something. No, I'm sure. Honestly, guys, I'm sure she's not gonna want to, and that'll just be the lost episode. I have no doubt in my mind that if I ask her, she's gonna go like, "Fuck no," and she'll just like make up or ad lib what happened in there or something like that, and just I don't want to talk about it. Oh shit! Yeah, she hates the idea of side adventure, so I I just assume she's not. I mean, I'm gonna offer it to her, but I assume that she's not fucking with that. Well then, um. Well, somebody's guaranteed to be in the next episode. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you move 15 feet forward, and then anything else you're doing? Are you holding your breath? Uh, yeah. You can hold your breath a number of rounds equal to your constitution. Cool. All right. I'm, uh, I'm submerged, but if they look at me, they should just see another ooze. <laughs> An, a muddy hat <laughs> uh, that an ooze would wear. The ooze that you started coming towards, it races towards you. Oh my god! It's on top of the waters. Oh! You can you watch it rise up, and it's able to travel the surface of the water. And as it kind of comes into full form, you can see it's got kind of like just noxious green uh, substances in it, and kind of plants that are kind of shifting around in it, and it rushes over, and it's right over Ertleby. But it had to use both its moves to get there. So, that's that. Um, Roberto. Um, I'm gonna sludge my way through the swamp, try to get as close to Ertleby as possible. Um, my sp- movement speed is 40, so that means I only get to. Well, I, I try to get up right next to her. Um, Give me half a second to look at something for you. Ah, uh, you did not take it. Never mind. Uh, Natural Explorer lets you ignore. Um, Difficult terrain, but you chose forest in the Underdark. Swamps are just wet forests, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My cheeks! You're sitting there wandering in the grass going, This is like mud, man. What's up? Why don't I know where I'm at? I sludged as fast as I can through the muck next to Ertle V. And I, I do not... Wait, is this a D12? No, it's a D20. I don't hit... <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so I feel like it's been so long. Like I, I don't add anything to the, to the hit roll, do I? Yeah, you do. You add the your dex? Um, dex My dex? modifier. Okay. It's, We're using the rapier. It's... You have a plus seven hit with your rapier. Ooh. Twelve. <laughs> I think you're like, do what do I owe the pleasure? Hey there, sailor. <laughs> um, that does hit, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, and then my offhand is a twenty-six. I do. Holy shit! This is a lot of damage. Hold on. No, no, no! Don't question it. Something's wrong. Don't question it. Don't question <laughs> Something it. Something feels wrong with this. Don't like question I'm... it. Really? Seventy-six but damage. It's D8 I think that's plus four. Oh, okay. I was adding. Okay, so I do nine piercing damage with my main rapier, and I do. I do also nine damage with my offhand. Okay, like I hit first with my main hand, and then off. I hit, I hit second with my offhand. Does Colossus Slayer apply it to the second, to the offhand? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so when you, yeah, because you're a do it, the first hit 
sets you up to deal even more damage with, the, with your follower. Oh, this is so cool. Um, and then I, so I do one more, one more D8 of damage, which is four. Piercing damage, motherfucker, as I jab fiercely into the watery figure. Yeah, I want to describe that. Like, as you come forward, you drive your sword in, you find that, um, because it's piercing, it's up to you if you shout this out to the rest of the group, but because it's piercing, you go right, uh, to excuse the pun, you go right to the heart of the matter. Like, you're not, um, being stopped by anything. You're immediately able to stab the kind of, like, gooey kind of weird sickly nectar like field that's in the middle of it pulsating oh gross i also yell out the other thing does it seem to be in pain at all yeah it, it, it's it kind of quivers yep so the next uh ooze it's coming it moves as fast as it can over the water and closes distance with vasa but can't do anything. So you got one right up on Vasa, and then one 15 feet away from you, Vasa, that's um, right on top of Ertlebee and right next to Reporto. Uh, it's a new round, and it is your turn, Vasa. Um, I'm going to go ahead and attack the one that's right on top of me because it's got to deal with it. I'm going to attack first with my rapier. Rapier, roll to attack. I got a 16. Yep, that hits. Okay. I got a five plus four piercing, so that's nine. And now I'm going to roll my sneak attack damage. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Actually. Don't you dare. Don't you dare put that on me. <laughs> no, no, no. Sneak attack only works. Um, I'm in range. Turn. I'm yeah, in range. If, if you have to have advantage on the attack roll or the enemy has to be next to one of your friends, but they all left you. What do you mean advantage on the attack roll? Beginning at first level, blah, 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 blah. Um, Once per turn, you can do an extra X amount of damage to one creature you hit with an attack if you have advantage on the attack roll. But you are always teaming up with people, so you're always getting sneak attack, but this time they're not near you. Well, can I roll for advantage? You either have advantage or you don't. Like, you want me to roll, like, yeah. Well, I'm a sentient humanoid, and it's a dumb blob. I think I have <laughs> I <see>. advantage. <laughs> <laughs> you may have advantage with a small A, but you don't have D&D 5th edition advantage. <laughs> that kind of advantage, yeah. Well, then fine. I'm going to use my cunning action to disengage this little blob blob. And then I'm going to go use my movement to join up with my buddies so that I get my sneak attack back. Yep, you don't even. You can disengage. Will take you over. Yeah, it'll take you over there without your, using your moves. So. All right. Well, then I'm disengaging over there. Cool. And then, then I'm gonna sneak attack the blob that's on top of Ertlebee. Uh, you don't have any other actions left. I know. I was just trying to get that. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, all right. Bad. All right. Um, and then I'm going to position myself protectively over the Ertl blob that's on the ground. You can't protect her because she decided to go underwater. Well, yeah, but I'm like standing but over you're next her. To it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like her little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, where's Tompkins? He, um, he's about 10 feet behind you. Oh, shit. Or like 15 Whatever. Feet he's attached to the rope. It's fine. Down. If he goes under, we stop the rope and bring him out. Okay. Um, Ertlebee. Can she, with all the mud on her hat, detect that there's an ooze on top of her? Yeah, no problems there. You can, you can feel its presence hovering over you. All right, she's gonna, underneath the mud, reach in to her her cloak and pull out 
an old friend that hasn't seen a lot of gameplay since maybe game three. It's her sickle, and she's gonna take her sickle and slice up from underneath the ooze, trying to do damage to it. Um, you have disadvantage when using a melee weapon underwater, unless it's a trident or another water-based weapon. I think she's still gonna do it. Fuck it, yeah. (laughs) She's just gonna do it. All right, here it comes. So for melee, it's strength, right? Tickle. So, so, I just rolled a two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you are you gonna spend luck? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dis- spend- now you're rolling at disadvantage, so it's up to you if you want to burn your luck now on a you disadvantage roll. <laughs> you know what? I'm not. Do it. I'm okay. gonna leave. I'm gonna like. So okay. So Erlby is like something's on top of me. And she like gets her sickle at the ready, and she tries to slice, but she just completely misses. <laughs> Maybe you like see the sickle like emerge above the mud for a second and then come down again, but it's like nowhere near the ooze. It's just like, and then she's she's like, she just like wiggles her arms like this, but she's underwater still. So what did Earl be yell out? She's like, <laughs> yeah, so what Pedro just said. I would like to remind you, um, this is, people say I'm, a ba- I'm an evil GM, and I don't think I am, because I'm reminding you that you have wild shape, and you are past level four. I thought it was level five when I could become, like, a You're fish also person. past level five. You're level six, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pedro, give me a second. <laughs> We're all level six. <laughs> we this, the last game we had the same problem. She's like, I'm only level five. You guys are level six? I was like, no, you're level six, uh, Olivia. She's like, oh, I'll be on that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> My face. <laughs> like the weekend, okay. like, I can't feel my face when I wild shape. Okay, all right, everybody, everybody, everybody. The remix. Whoa. <laughs> I I knew I I've seen a frog before. Um. <laughs> oh my god! Something that can kill. I've got like tons of time before I drown, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless, like, they hit you or something and they make you lose your breath. Oh. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, well, no matter what... Um, you sickled. Yeah, the sickle move is is canon. It's so sick. So, Ertleby sickles <laughs> ineffectually. Um, <laughs> like, a little whoop, whoop. And then I think, I think it the sickle coming down kind of pulls her forward a little. And... And she kind of like under the mud, like starts falling a little bit forward. Um, and when she lands, um, she has two little front legs and two little back legs, and she is Hurdle Frog. Oh. We need a better name than that. Ribbit Bee. Ribbit Bee. Oh, Ribbit I Bee. love. Hurdle <laughs> Toad. 
Yeah, Ertle Tote, also good. Honestly, I don't know why I haven't turned into a turtle yet, since it could be Turtle Bee. And you've seen a turtle. Yeah, I've definitely seen a turtle. So you could be um, Turtle Bee if you want to. You know what? I do. I want to be Turtle Bee. <laughs> the, the pun is better. Um, she turns into a turtle instead. So she lands and she's a turtle. Thank you, everyone, for being patient while I unplugged my microphone um, and completely contributed nothing to the anti-ooze efforts. <laughs> And the moment you turn into a frog, you can feel it kind of almost like... Ref- it's not moving, but it's like reflexively pulling up a little bit. Like, eh, or your turtle. It kind of reflexively is like, eh, you can already feel it losing uh, interest in you. It's turned, so it's not going after you. Uh, <laughs> instead, it's going after Roberto. Yes. It is going to try to grapple you. So I need you to make uh, um, athletics or acrobatics check. I am going to... Gymnastics, my way out of this. 13 plus a 7. 20? Yes. Yeah, so it wraps itself around you, and you see uh, Roberto almost get completely engulfed by this ooze. Roberto, it's your turn. I can still attack it even though I'm grappled, right? Yes. Okay, because I'm not moving. And as long as it's attention is on me, I figured I can kind of protect the party that way. So I'm gonna, if I'm covered a bit, I'm just gonna kind of like up my swords and just stick them out wherever I can. My main hand is 19. That's a hit. And my off hand is a 23. Alright. In my rage, I stab out into the ooze that's surrounding me and I do a whopping 5 piercing damage on my main hand and a whopping 10 piercing damage on my off hand. Is that with Colossal Slayer? Uh, with it, and then and then one more for Colossal Slayer. So that is four uh, four Colossal Slayer damage. So yeah, you see, um, suddenly just two large uh, punctures come right through the ooze. As even though um, Roberto is completely engulfed, almost he's still like driving his rapiers through the beast. Yeah, it's um, like it's like in those cartoons when like one of the cartoon animals is like covered in a blanket, and you just see them like fighting. That's mm-hmm. me right now. <laughs> the facial is incredible. The other one engulfs um, Tompkins. <gasps> oh my no. god. Ah, Jesus. New round, Tompkins. Vasa? Uh, okay, first, what, what's the environment like? Is it like a flat open marsh, or is there like dead trees around us or something? Like, There's a collection of trees kind of uh, randomly scattered around your area. I'm going to move to the tree with my rope I'm going to tie my end of the tree, my the rope to the tree, thus securing the rest of the group that's all tied in <laughs> and then that basically used movement and a cunning action as far as I'm concerned yep, right? yep. alright, then uh, from my vantage point, which I can't do much, I'm going to go ahead and shoot an arrow at the one that's engulfing uh, Roberto yes. don't right. hit me Please. Um, <laughs> let's see, arrow see. roll to attack. Fifteen. That's a hit with sneak attack. Why is it sneak attack? Because you got someone within five feet of the creature, which is Roberto. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'll take it. <laughs> feeling much better about this. Okay. Yeah. So let's first roll to see the damage that the short bow does, which is one d eight plus four. 
That's one plus four, so that's five damage plus two damage plus three damage plus four damage. It's an angry arrow. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, you fire off a shot. It seems to connect right with the middle of it, and it loses like a like a bit of its mass, and it starts to kind of almost melt off and become weaker. Like if it could bleed, this is what it would look like. Yeah. So yeah, your whole action was like you 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 rush you 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 disengage, you rush back, you secure the rest of the group, turn around, fire off an arrow, and, and <laughs> it's like completely like obliterated almost. Ertlebe. And then in the background, a single sickle rises and enters. <laughs> You're a turtle. Ertlebe has moved 15 feet away from the hubbub as she got used to her turtle bod. And then she surfaces in the water back as regular Ertlebe. And she sees Tompkins struggling with the ooze that's engulfed him. Um, and she doesn't know what to do that won't hurt both him and the ooze, but she sees his metal shield. And so she's going to cause that to heat up. So she's going to use heat metal to try and make the shield really hot so that the ooze will get off Tompkins. It'll hurt both of them. Oh, no. Uh, uh, no, here's what Erlebee's going to do. She's going to look at Tompkins and she's like, thank goodness we've got all these healing crystals. No. And she heats the metal. Uh. (laughs) All right. Give me 2v8. I got a three and a five. Yeah, you uh, stretch your hands out, and then you just kind of wave them a little bit as you can hear the metal start to cause a kind of a burning sensation along the back of Tompkins as you kind of hear like a muffled scream. No. And the ooze pulls itself away from it a little bit too, taking the damage, but it's not letting go of him yet. No, okay. All right. She stops heating the metal. The one that is wrapped around you, Roberto, you feel it shift, and then you feel it kind of like a concentrate a bit of its mass around one of your rapiers mm-hmm. as it dissolves. <gasps> the rapier? Which one, Pedro? The regular one. Whew. And then it, you watch as it <laughs> kind of pulls itself off of Enzo almost. And then slams itself down and does 22 damage to you. As it tries to bury you in the swamp. Roberto, it's your turn. Uh, Give me an intelligence check real quick. Or insight, I mean insight. uh, 22. 22. Yeah, it completely and rapidly dissolved the metal rapier in your hand. Okay, Roberto freaks out a little bit because he realized (laughs) that these mofos are... Because he's made of metal... And, um, um, shit. Uh, uh, reels back in pain, freaks out at the idea that he's gonna get killed, but realizes that he should, this guy's, he should just finish this off. So he yells in a rage, um, and just sticks his last, his remaining rapier, which thankfully is a really nice, really nice, sexy one, and stabs at the. Ooze monster for a I can never remember. Uh, 16 to hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. As I I yell as I drive my rapier into the heart of the ooze and do a stunning five piercing damage. <laughs> but 
with the Colossus layer, it also adds another two. So that's seven in total. So yeah, you guys hear. Uh, <laughs> and then, all right, so it's the other one's turn. Ah, oh, it's still, uh, still alive. I curse. Yes. Yeah. Or I guess I bubble. Am I underwater? Essentially, yeah. You don't have to breathe. You guys watch as there is an explosion of energy, this magical arcane energy um, burst off the back of Tompkins as his shield dissolves. <gasps> oh no! And then you watch as it rises up and slams into him and he falls to his knees. No. His head is almost underwater at this point. The ooze did that, right? Yes. I mean, like, Ertlebee thinks that she just, like, heated the shield and then it exploded. <laughs> so she's pretty alarmed by this. You would know uh, magical items are extremely durable. They're not easily broken. These things are able to dissolve even magical items. Oh. So not only are you scared on that level, but one of them is currently wrapped around your metal friend. Vasa, new round, your turn. Okay. Save uh, Vasa. would shout, uh, like, like, Vasa, help Tompkins. I'll help Roberto. Okay. She's gonna do the double move. She's gonna go crush the crystal on Tompkins' head. And then I don't think she has any other action left for her. All right. So you rush over, and yeah, he's able to kind of pick himself up right away and hear him go, which sounds like thanks, Vasa, but you're not sure. Ertlebee? Ertlebee just had, like, a moment of great insight, seeing some acid damage go down on her good friend Tompkins' shield that she recently heated. Um, And she would look over to Roberto with, like, growing fear. Um, And even though um, she, like, swam away as a turtle, she would run towards him and, like, clutch onto any part of her border she can get her hands on, even underneath the mud. And heat metal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, she would cast, um, I think, protection from en- energy. Protection from energy. So for the duration, the willing creature I touch has resistance to one damage type of my choice. Acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Oh my god, yes. And so, like, like Ertlebe has always cast, like, before she knew she could cast spells and was, like, a druid and everything, when she just thought she was a grandmother, she could cast, like, a weak version of this spell. Not enough to, like, ever, like, be useful in an adventure. Mm-hmm. But when she would, like, like take care of her kids or, like, um, like worry about them, she'd, like, give them a little bit of a protection um, just without even thinking about it. And that's what's... Like, she's realizing as she, like, surges magical energy um, to protect you. It's this, like, maternal love for Roberto. So sweet. She doesn't want you to disintegrate. Yep, you now have resistance. You'll take half damage. The creature's turn. I need you to roll a dex save. No. Dex is a good save for you, isn't it? That's true. No! I rolled a three plus a seven. Did you have inspiration? Vasa yells that out to Roberto as he finds, he like looks into the sky, just like, oh yeah, as he picks up his <laughs> dice. I think 22 is fine. 
<laughs> okay. Wait, um, well, I did you, why did you laugh? Why did you laugh? Because you're funny, Enzo. Oh, it's okay. I thought, I thought you were laughing because I was like, oh, 22 is fine. You're like, ha, 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 ha. No, it's not. <laughs> That's what I thought. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so you can feel it wrap itself around your other rapier, but you pull it out of that mass just in time as it tries to disintegrate it. <laughs> Roberto, your turn. So Roberto throws a quick glance at Ertlebe and yells, Thanks, Grandma! See <laughs> here. And she says, <laughs> I have a whip that I kind of use. I never, I mean, I don't use it a lot, but I do still have it. So I draw it as that's going to be like my offhand. And I'm going to strike at the creature that is still attacking me. Oh, my main hand is a natural one. And my, uh, my whip is a 21. So I stab and kind of like almost hit myself. But then when I use the whip, I like, do, yeah. So the whip does. He activates his uh, vibrator setting. <laughs> <laughs> My whip does seven damage in total. So yeah, but you notice that as you do this, it's resistant to slashing and bludgeoning. Oh, that piercing was working great, yeah. but this doesn't. So like, you kind of like, <laughs> and you kind of mix it up a little bit. But. I call this move the blender. Are you still in melee range with it, Vasa? Yes. It's going to turn its attention to you. Even though it's on, um, whatchamacallit? Tompkins. Uh, part of it stretches out and tries to slap into you. And you definitely uh, move out of the way. And it stays on Tompkins. And then you watch as it tries to reach for something on Tompkins. And he freaks out and wiggles. And it seems to keep whatever it is safe. Like he does not. Like the, the creature's trying to search for something on him, and he just starts violently moving out of the way. And it looks like he's keeping whatever he's got safe. Uh, Vasa, it's your turn. You know what? Tompkins looks nice and vigorous. I feel good about him for a while. I'm gonna turn my attention to um, to Roberto's creature thingy because Roberto's made out of metal, and I'm gonna shoot an arrow at it. That's an eight plus seven, so fifteen. I know that's the hit. Alright, so that's another great hit. Like another chunk of it just kind of slides off. There's not much left of it. And then anything else you're doing? Could I, like, grab onto the rope end that's attached to Tompkins and try to, like, yank him out of the ooze as a use action? Yeah, I'll, I'll give object? you advantage on that. Like, okay. you'll give him advantage. Uh, Ertlebe? Uh, so, Roberto right now is moving the blender on it his It looks dude. highly ineffectual. Okay, she's gonna reach into her cape and pull out her other trusted friend who we haven't seen since, like, an episode ago. Her gun. And she's gonna shoot the the blob. And she's gonna sharpshoot it, too, I think. Now, you're in melee range with that. She's going to move far enough away that it's not melee. Um... Oh, how far does it have to be for it to not be melee anymore? Five feet. Okay, she moves five feet. Okay, it gets an attack on you. Bring it. <laughs> She's down. <laughs> it slams you for ten damage, and then it rips itself off of Roberto and engulfs Ertlebe. No! No! I've misjudged! Oh, no. <laughs> it's a turtle! It's gonna die so, again! Anything else you're doing? I guess I'm turning into a turtle. 
What's the HP of turtles? But they've got an AC of 17. Oh, shit. HP, okay, yeah, a turtle has an 11. I stay a human. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else doing that round? I can't sickle from inside it, can I? You can. Can I shoot it from inside? You can. You'll be at disadvantage, but... I shoot it from inside it. So, Ertleby's been engulfed, but she's still ready. So, she rolls, and her first roll is a nat 20 um, plus dex, which is 24. Her second roll is a nat 4, um, but she's lucky. So, that roll becomes a 17. 17 hits. Yeah. 16. So you blow a sizable chunk into it. There's barely any left. But what is left kind of tightens around your hand. And you feel your gun's weight disappear underneath the palm. What? No. 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 It rises up and slams into Ertleby for 11 damage as it tries to uh, drown her. Well, good thing I'm not a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Roberto, it's your turn. Wait, sorry. One. Hold on. Sure, sure. What's up? She. The weight of her gun disappeared. Because the gun got dissolved. It's gone. That's not good. No! That's fucking not good. That's not good. She's a gunslinger! That's not good. I'm sorry. Just I just need time for that to sink in. Like that's, that's, fuck. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. <laughs> <gasps> I did say bring it. <laughs> I didn't say take it. I said bring it. Wow! I really wish the narratives I've. Con- I'd uh, set up for myself before stepping off the path had included potentially losing my single most connection (laughs) to Cog and Ben Manley and and home and the the way I've chosen to follow. Man, losing that makes a great story. (laughs) We're bored, so... You're feeling a lot better now that the ooze is off you. Yeah, but at what cost? None that you know of. You're feeling great, man. I'm going to say, no, Grandma, and as I slash at the ooze, it's covering <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Megan with the best timed message. What did she say? <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she goes, hope you guys are having fun. <laughs> <laughs> She said it in World Walkers. That precious baby. She's so innocent. She has no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Reborto. Man of action. Reborto goes and strikes at the ooze covering Ertle V. He strikes at it with his rapier and his whip. So the rapier uh, hits for 11. Uh, wait, hits for or 11 sorry, or hit to, 11 to hit. Miss. Oh, 
he grumbles in frustration as he hits with his he strikes with his whip for a also eleven to hit. <laughs> Too mad. Too mad. Too mad. <sighs> Frustratingly, he growls in anger. You're a loose cannon, Reporto. <laughs> You're gonna get us killed. The other ones, I don't. It doesn't know what to do. It's gonna randomly decide who to attack you or Avasa or Tompkins. It raises up and slams into Tompkins again, and he crashes into the water and he's not moving. And then the ooze like gets up from him. New round, Vasa. Um, basically, Vasa um slams another crystal into Tompkins as her used object. So that's her cunning action. Then she um up she positions herself in front of him basically and faces down the uh faces down the I mean cuz there's nothing left to take from Ertleby so we're that's fine. Um <laughs> we're just going to go She's fine. She's fine. She's already got the most important thing in her life taken from her. Nothing else left to lose. Um, she's going to face down the ooze that's still fresh and seems to be really intent on Tompkins or whatever, and she's going to attack it with her rapier. And since she's not going to get sneak attack advantage because Tompkins isn't engaging it. No, right? it's... Uh, well, no, that's right. He's, he's out. So, yeah, okay. no sneak attack. Well, I mean, once I slam in the crystal on him, he's not going to. Oh be yeah, out then anymore. he's back. He's back in. Yeah, he's he's now an ally next to it. So okay, so sneak yeah, attack. sneak attack. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna pull out my um, rapier and roll to attack it. Natural twenty. Bam. Oh, so nice. plus seven is uh, twenty-seven. All right. Yeah. So you dive forward and you meet right into the center of that kind of like, nectar-like collection of uh, funk in the middle of it, and it loses a chunk of itself. Like you really got it in a vital area. Where are we? Uh, it's turning into a bear um, and just like thrashing around wildly. So she transforms into a bear inside the ooze. Um, and um, the bear makes two attacks one with its bite and one with its claws. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so the first one is going to be the bite, which is. Um, plus five to hit and so so she gets a uh 21 that's it all right and then she's gonna do six piercing her claws attack is next 13 that's it um so 15 so you watch as it's engulfing Ertleby, and then Ertle bear pops out of it as she's biting into it and then digs her claws in and rips it off and it just kind of disintegrates and becomes part of the swamp again. Yes. Fuck One you. down. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, from that kind of wild, badass bear attack, you gain a point of inspiration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roberto. I slash into it with my rapier at a... 12 to hit. That's a hit. And I also whip my whip at it for 17 to hit. 11 piercing damage. And then I, I whip around and whip it for 6 slashing damage. I call, I guess it's damage already. So the Colossus Slayer adds a mighty 3. All right, yeah. So you trudge through the water, and then you dive forward and pierce it, and then pull out, bring your whip back, and just snap it. Yes. And um, the rapier pierce was impressive. It's turn. 
so it stretches to try to hit you, and you just move out of the way. Mm. But it, it desperately wants to wrap around you. Bullet time. And do things to you. Oh. Um, Vasa, your turn. Bad touch. All right. Uh, Vasa is... Did Tompkins not get a move? Tompkins got up, but he's kind of afraid to like let it know that he's up. So he's, so he's just, just playing dead. Whatever. I like him that way. I like him that way. All right. Uh, Give him positive feedback for this good behavior. No, no, no. Uh, all right. So I am where I am. I'm going to obviously have to stay where I am because I can't leave Tompkins anymore. So I'm just going to go ahead and face down the ooze and attack it again with my rapier. That was a 14 plus 7. That's a 21. So it's a hit. Yeah, so that another uh, impressive blow to it, but it's it's still up. Ertleby. Uh, Ertle Bear is gonna charge oh, yeah, towards Bear. the. Yeah, gosh, get it right. <laughs> um, it's gonna charge towards the other ooze and go in for that multi attack. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, it's multi attack time. First one, we got a, a 19. Yeah. Um, and then it's Claws McGee. That is a natural one. Um, yeah, so so it's just gonna be a biting of times. Yep, so you watch as Ertle Bear just splashes through the water, rushes forward, dives its mouth fearlessly into the creature, and just pulls out some of that nectar. Pierce and pierce. Roberto? is going to continue laying down the smackdown on this ooze monster. That's the rapier is it for 13 to hit and whips it for never mind critical miss right with the whip. <laughs> like almost almost like drops the whip. Um, <laughs> He's like being held back, like, but he loves the whip so much. <laughs> it's like doing it in slow motion and everything. Um, so the rapier does, uh, I, rapier does five piercing damage, along with a Colossus layer of two. All right, yeah, so a lot of it's missing. It, it's, there's only just that, that, that nectar-based core and a little bit of ooze left. And it's going for Aborto again. Bring it, wait, we don't want it to, we don't want to use those words again. It hits. Well, <laughs> it deals 13 damage to you as it slams into you and wraps around you. Great. Oh man. Not again. And it's almost like you it feels like it was going to miss you. Mm-hmm. Possibly, and you're like, bring it. And it just like oh, no. found its strength and just slams into no. you. Stop saying those damn words. <laughs> uh, Vasa. Uh, Vasa's like, now I have to go save Roberto off the thing. So she's gonna move on over and she's gonna go ahead and chop at the thing. <laughs> pierce at it, actually, really pierce at it. Kinda, 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 kinda. Go roll to attack. 17 plus whatever, I hit it, whatever. Alright, rapier. Let's see, 1d8. 2 plus 4 plus 6 plus 5 plus 4. Yeah, you rush for it and you're like, ah! Then your first hit just dissolves it. <laughs> but you're still like, ah! <laughs> and it just, oh, yeah, it just kind of goes back into the swamp. Oh, and then uh, Tompkins lifts his head up. He's like, <gasps> Tompkins, are oh, you good. okay? 
oh, I feel great for some reason. Oh, man. And you kind of, <laughs> it's like I felt my life flash over my eyes like twice and then like, I just feel good. I don't know. It's just, I think I'm getting used to this. And he kind of starts trudging his way over there. Like, <laughs> well, that's Tomkin, a good sign. Uh, Vasa steps on the rope so that if Tom keeps walking, he just kind of goes face first into the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just kind of goes in the way. He's like, <laughs> that thing. <clears throat> All right. I pick up Tompkins. Okay. That thing dissolved my sword. Oh, man. Good thing you got two. Uh, it'll be as an, a bear would uh, transform back into Ertleby and say, it dissolved my gun. What the fuck? I imagine there's a bit of a stunned silence with that. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. Because <laughs> that's huge. There would be, yeah, like another beat and then... I think Ertlebe would kind of be looking away into the distance and she'd say, when Otto passed, we'd had a long, full, happy life together. But it didn't mean I didn't grieve. I poured so much of that grief into that gun. It was like having a part of him with me here. Even as I leave Phallus and Cog in the world I'd known, to lose it is hard, and I'm I'm not okay with it now. And it will it'll take a while for me to to be okay with it. Canvasa step to where the ooze sort of like melted back in the swamp can she like try searching to see if there's any fragments of what they dissolved in there you can but you don't succeed it utterly disintegrated it Roberto would put a consoling arm around Ertlebe but he wouldn't know what to say uh, Ertlebe would smile up at him and she'd say uh, Roberto You are more precious than any gun. Even a totally sick one could be. (laughs) Roberto would tear up and be like, I'm sorry, I I feel bad. I made you lose your gun. You're trying to save me. No, 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 no. 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 We can remember. We can remember people and memories and times without physical totems an elephant never forgets and I sure won't either thanks for listening to season 3 episode 16 an elephant never forgets now you may be thinking to yourself uh no Pedro this is episode 70 And that's technically true, but recently I went back and reorganized the episodes so they were easier to navigate. Now, Season 1 begins in the tavern at the end of Dreams, and ends as the group leaves the world of pasts, Obrimos. Season 2 starts on the steam-powered world of Cog, and ends as the group leaves it behind. 
Season 3 kicks off with a recap of all the events of Season 1 and 2, and then opens as the group makes their way first to the tavern one more time, and then to Berlanis, the world of fables. This should make looking for and talking about episodes a bit easier. I want to thank everyone for your continued support, and I want to thank the members of our Patreon for making World Walkers better than it could have ever been without their amazing support. Members get access to episodes a week before anyone else, and they also get things like exclusive side adventures, art from the players, live streams, and more. Oh, and since I finally actually have a little bit of a buffer, I can share with you a sneak peek at next week's episode, which is called, I Kinda Wanna End on a High Drama Note. To your right, you feel little pokes and tugs and um, massages across the top of your brain. To the left, you feel fear from an almost familiar source. As soon as you guys get into the area, it starts to pulsate and breathe rapidly. And you can, even though you can't hear it, it's almost like you can feel it breathing heavily into your ear like a stranger that won't give you any distance. At that moment, the rest of them start to do that too. The rest of you maybe don't hear it. Voss is the only one that's picking up on this because of her perception. So yeah, should be fun. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com, and the sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. I've been leaving marks on the on trees down the path. Just saying. So the, there are no trees near the path. You'd have to walk off the path in order to do so. And it also, leaving. I, I, you are. It's still. I can't see your mic on my end, but it seems like you're still farther away. You're quieter than you were earlier. <laughs> Enzo, I'm going to need you to deep throat that mic. Like, I just need you to get all up and personal. No, please don't. It. It's going to hurt my ears when you do this. <laughs> Hello? That sounds great. Just like, I think maybe it's because the pop filter is so far away from the mic, it makes you feel like you can be away from the mic more. Does that make sense? Hello. That sounds awesome. Hi. You know, I will say I was watching um, a live performance. Uh, or I was watching a... Uh, this thing and like i had noticed how close they all were to the mic and i was like i'm not crazy I'm not crazy <laughs> like they were singing there like no like i, I absolutely like, agree i just and always so, forget. you know that moment in any spy movie where like the female spy and the male spy fought and they tussled and then they kind of like <laughs> fell oh, on yeah. the ground and their faces are inches away from each other and there's just like this incredible <laughs> tension of like will they won't they i need you to have that kind of tension with this mic for the entire night <laughs> Like the mic's gonna pull a gun on Enzo, right? When but, he starts being emotionally vulnerable. Also, but the mic is also like kind of attracted to Enzo at the same time, and that's holding his hand, mm-hmm. and it oh, doesn't yeah. know if it wants to pull out that gun or not. Yes. There's so many levels. <laughs> if it- if you become a doctor of stories, could you make a podcast called the DOS Attack? <laughs> <laughs> you would be. Required to do such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be no other way. <laughs> I'm happy that I answered in Erdlby voice that question. I want to make sure that we knew this too. I don't know if we talked about this before. Did did we talk about the idea that or the if you decide to double attack, you can't uh, cunning action? 
What do you mean double attack? If you attack with two weapons, you can't attack with uh you can't use cunning action. I've this is my first time. I know time that's why I wanted to bring that. it up. Because some <laughs> that's the problem with the Discord and all that now. Now that people are listening to the podcast, they're pointing out things that I'm fucking up on. <laughs> and one of them is a big one. Cunning action uses your bonus action. Your secondary weapon uses your bonus action. So you're either attacking and cunning action or you're double attacking. Okay. I did well, not realize someone's like, man, rogues are powerful in your game with your house rule. And I was like, oh, yeah, which which one? And they're like, you let Vasa double attack and then take bonus actions. And I was like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? And they're like, that's not. And they, they like sent me the text. I was like, oh, fuck, I've never read that. <laughs> I didn't know the Fine. cutting action was like that. Yeah. Fine. All right. Then I will single attack with my rapier so that I still will have my cunning action because some little niche <laughs> gonna get stitches but anyway who was it Pedro no way Jamie I'm not pointing that out loose up. lips <laughs> we're gonna get baseball bats yeah like if I'm the dice here I want under tombstone that like X did this like this is your fault All right. I'm going to interrupt the usual blooper post-credit stuff because I want to explain what the last clip is. Normally, I take stuff out of the podcast and throw it at the end if it's too funny to delete, but breaks the tone of the moment up too much. I also delete the back and forth of the players and just focus on what they actually decided to do. Debates on rules and such are usually chopped and just deleted straight out. However, what follows is an actual deleted scene, which means I did all the edits, I set it all up, and then I decided it was just too long to keep in the podcast, but I still thought it was too funny to completely get rid of. So, enjoy this moment with Jane trying very hard to help Tompkins. Vasa uses her movement to reach forward next to, besides the oozing. She takes one of her crystals, mashes it down on Tompkins' forehead as one of her additional actions. <laughs> then she turns around and shoots her bow at the ooze that's wrapped around Enzo, I mean, Roberto. So, well, you'll have to do, because you're, you're far enough away, what you'll have to do, no, 15. I use a bow. I use my bow. You are 15 feet away from Roberto, and you are 10 feet away from him when you got to Roberto, so you're actually 25 feet away from him. Well, you have to double move and then cutting action to break the crystal. Why do I have to double move? I have a 30 speed. And the water is cutting you down by oh. half. You're in difficult terrain, so you're actually moving 15 feet around. <sighs> but you'll okay. save Tompkins. <laughs> save Tompkins! <laughs> or you can choose to unload and hope Tompkins survives. A little baby. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know why the accent. Okay. Vasa, double move. We get to Tompkins. She smashes the crystal really hard down on Tompkins' forehead because what's a little brain damage that's going to be healed by the crystal? Then she's going to whip out her rapier and slash a pierce at the ooze that's actually around Tompkins. This is the only one that she can reach. And since you can't do that, why? Why not? What to is move, this? I'm so look. What I'm is sorry. this poppycock? <laughs> if you move, 
That's 30 <laughs> feet. Cut in half is 15. At that point, you'll either have to use the dash action or the cunning maneuver, the cunning um, maneuver, right? You would probably want to opt for the dash action so you still have your cunning maneuver to use an item on Tompkins, right? That would be your move, your attack action, and your um, Okay, I have a new strategy. I have a new strategy. Okay. <laughs> Can I use my cunning action to tie the crystal to the arrow and then kind of actually try to shoot the ooze through Tomkin so that the crystal and the arrow pass through Tomkin's shoulder to heal him but to hurt the ooze through him. So you want to hope the crystal does not break on the ooze fully healing it and instead travel through the ooze so and break open I'm on Tompkins? Can I shoot for Tompkins' ear? Because his head is above water. So if I shoot his ear, the crystal will definitely hit him first. You and can, but it's three-fourths cover. So you'll have a, a minus. Let me see. Tompkins will essentially be getting a uh, AC bonus. And then I have to overcome his AC? Essentially, because he's ear? got three-fourths cover because of this, uh, this creature all over him. So you're essentially going to... Uh, you're going to suffer a minus five trying to hit him. Okay. Is 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 hitting him AC wise the same as what I have to overcome to hit the ooze thing, like challenge wise? No, it's much easier to hit the ooze instead of him. You guys have been hitting the ooze on a twelve. You'll have to try to hit Tompkins and not the ooze. And if you fail to get a critical fumble or something, you might accidentally shoot the ooze and heal it up. But it would look super cool. <laughs> okay, so, oh. I, so, so just to clarify, just to clarify, I would be shooting Tompkins' ear or just like some appendage you can spare, heal him, and the arrow will travel through and hit the ooze, right? That's what I want to do, and that's possible, right? If, if I roll the right number. You want to shoot... Tompkins in the ear. <laughs> okay, this is his ear. I'm, There's the I'm arrow shook. with the crystal. It hits the ear. It I'm crushes the crystal on his ear. It heals him completely. It goes through his ear and then pierces the ooze. If it healed him completely, then it would heal around the arrow in his head and he would just die. <laughs> no, I'm shooting the ear. I'm not shooting his head. I'm shooting his ear. <laughs> I can't imagine. I'm sorry. I don't think his, his ears don't stick out like this. So you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all of that strategy was for naught. I'm sorry. I just thought, like, you know, like. I thought like, you were like. like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, no. It's like this. It's like this. Like William yeah. Teller. Except instead of shooting the <laughs> apple, I'm shooting his ear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so no is what I'm hearing. No, no I cannot do that. No. Okay. Oh. All right. Wow. My face hurts. So. It's, no, my pain. 